My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Listen to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Welcome to another edition of Heavy Live with Scoopy. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com. It's always a party because you never know who will be in the queue. Who here is we got my man in Cleveland, Avant. What's going on, sir? Yo, I'm blessed, bro. You know, uh, fighting through all this COVID stuff. I want everybody out there to stay masked up, and uh, you know, we're gonna get through it though. You know, um, just just think positive and keep yourself moving. You know. For those who are tardy to the party, I, this guy uh, and his music got me through my freshman year of college. It was that beat. It was that one that. There you go, man. Yo, I used to, this is back when I had a disc man. I used to just rewind to that part over and over and over. The rest of the to say that melody. Yeah, you know what? And what we tried to do is we tried to create that like bedroom type of almost like a dream. Mm-hmm. type of scenario with it you know so um we were blessed to bring that across and it came across that way and and it, it was a fun record to do it really was uh, there was a moment uh rather than let me ask this, let me rephrase this question many people easily compare you to r kelly music yeah. <laughs> uh, was there a moment uh where you thought you could have been the king of r&b and if not why well, you know, the thing was, and I got in the game, I got in the game in 2000, okay? Okay. So R&B was already at its heights. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. You know, uh, Rob ran the 90s, which is R. Kelly. He ran the 90s, you know what I'm saying? His first album was Born Into the 90s. So, you know, so it was crazy in how much competition was in the game at that time. Mm-hmm. You had, I mean, Joe, you had R. Kelly, you had Luther Vandross, you had Michael Jackson. You had so many artists, man. 
So I wasn't, my whole take wasn't trying to be the king of R&B. I just wanted to put my, my, my footprint in the game. You know what I mean? So that's what my whole goal was. And whatever, you know, wherever they place me, whatever position they put me in, that's fine because, you know, that's for the fans anyway. But I just always wanted to put, you know, give my, you know, my vibe in R&B, really. You're from Cleveland and uh, Cavaliers were champions in 2016. Yeah. Many people compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. So I'm going to take this question and flip it. Was there ever a point in your career where you were coming for R. Kelly's spot musically? No, not necessarily. I didn't see myself that way. I, you know, I respect everybody in this music game for what they did. And he, he had such a broader audience at the time. You know, I'd be a fool to be trying to come in and say, yo, no, I am. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I didn't have nothing to stand on, per se, you know. But, of course, I felt like my music was just as impactful, though. So, you know, that was, that's where I tried to stay with. I always knew that everybody was saying, yo, that's the cat that remind me of. And I wanted to get that stigma out, you know, so that's why I was releasing music as much as I was. So people know exactly who I am now, you know. Tell me something. Did you ever worry about remaking Christopher Cross's Sailing and that it would miss its mark on a different generation? You know what I didn't. You know, the crazy part about it is I, I went in the studio and I recorded that record just to see how it sounded mm -hmm. because I used to love the record itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I just went in there and said, let me try this. So, you know, I, I let a few people hear, like, yo, how you like to stay like, yo, this is dope. Like, I like the original, but this right here has soul to it. And I tried to keep the integrity of the record when I sung it, too. I didn't try to overrun it, you know, and do all this extra, you know, these extra um, acrobats to it. No, I wanted to keep, because it was such a beautiful song. I wanted to keep it in that, that vein. Could you and Kiki Wyatt have been a bigger duo? Uh, you know what? Everybody asked me about that, and um, I think I wanted to do My First Love, which a lot of people don't know that's not my original song. That's Renee and Angela. Mm -hmm. But when I got in the music game, I, I wanted to do that song. So I, it didn't matter who it was that I did it with. I just wanted them, them to be good at it. And she, man, she was only like 15 years old, and when she did it, it was like, wow. Like, she, she sounded like such a grown woman. Right. You know, and everybody didn't know she was so young. But I, I understood that, you know, she wanted her own career, too. She wanted to branch out and do more younger things and things of that nature. Because, you know, I was I was more seasoned at that time in the game, you know. So, um, but, no, I think we, we good. I mean, I respect what she did. She respect what I did. And I think the people respect the music. So that's all that matters. How did two of you meet? Wow. We were actually, I was um, in Chicago and I was cutting um, my album. And I told the producer at the time, which is a shout out to my man, Steve Huck. I'm like, yo, I want to do this song, My First Love. He like, oh, I got a perfect girl for you. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. He like, no, trust me. He said, she a little young, but she can sing. I said, young? Like, she ain't going to understand these words, man. That girl came in there, one take, and blew that thing out. That's, that's powerful. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Tell me a crazy Kiki story. You know, people don't, well, they probably do now because they watch the reality show or whatever. But she's so much fun, man. Like, she's, she's a ball of fun. Like, sometimes you have to be like, yo, we got to get serious right here, Kiki. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because she'd go in the studio and she'd start making all these little, like, cartoon character sounds in the booth. And you'd be like, well, what, what's that? What's that rat sound that's coming around? You know what I'm saying? And if you don't even, if you don't know that she's in the booth, she'll freak you out in there. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because she likes to play around and have fun like that. So um, to me, that's one of the best stories about her, man. She's just, she's a ball of fun, really. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to temper her down and be like, yo, let's this handle this business, you know? What if any achievement or God-given ability or accomplishments that you've, you've gotten uh, should receive more attention? Uh, you know what? I don't know if I should say it should receive more attention, but I would say just the, the soul of R&B, I think, you know, nowadays, you know, I think we've lost that. I think the music now is more of shake that ass. Uh, let me see you shake that ass. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and you sir. lose, the, you know, you lose the content and the love of what music really is. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that's what I, you know, that was the struggle for me trying to get back in the music game and trying to put out a new album. Cause I'm like, yo, is people really listening to stories again? Do they really care about a relationship? You know, and I think, and, and I, I got a new album as well I want to talk about. It's called Can We Fall In Love? And the reason I named it that um, is that it's so many people that's in, in lust. They don't understand it's two different things. Love and lust is two different things. And um, I, I, I attacked that on the new album, Can We Fall In Love? Trust me, you will love this album. It's real r and I'm not trying to be out here like the youngsters, you know what I mean? I'm just giving people true R&B from the, from the heart. When does the album drop? It's out now. Yeah, okay. so everybody, please download, stream the new album, Can We Fall In Love? And let me know exactly how you feel about it. I've been getting some great reviews. It's a beautiful thing. You know, they like, yo, you bringing R&B back. Uh, you know, open it up with a song called You Don't Love Me No More, which I was talking about a young lady, but I was also talking about uh, music in general. Like, where is the love, you know, mm-hmm. right now? You know what I mean? Like, but I understand that, you know, it's such a different space right now. And if we as artists don't give our fan base what they want, and we're trying to give them what the young kids are doing, then that's when you get lost. So I think we have to stay in our lane and just enjoy. And, and, and the thing is, in stand in your lane, you get passed down to generations. Sure. Like we did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we wasn't in the Marvin Gaye slash Sam Cooke world, but we know about them because our parents passed it down to us. So I think that that's what we need to do. We need to hold that integrity in our lane. And then, you know, the youth, they'll come down and understand what we did. Can We Fall In Love um, is a 10-track album. Um, Looking at the, it dropped in July. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking at the track list. You Don't Love Me No More. Can We Fall In Love? Not Mm -hmm. Don't Move In My Head. And you have a song called Take It Slow with Robert Glasper. Mm Mm-hmm. How did you guys, how did that work out in the studio? Well, you know, it's crazy. My man Rob is such a talented person. You know, those that don't know who Robert Glasper is, he's a jazz artist, but he's such a cool dude, too. You know, so we just like, yo, man, let's get, let's do something special. So um, I named the song Take It Slow. It's got like a more of a sensual vibe to it. And I just let Rob vibe out at the end. You know what I mean? So when you listen to this album, it's it's grown, it's sexy. But it's it's mature as well, you know. Tell me your favorite project and song from your catalog. Wow, it's hard to say, man, because I wrote them all. You know what I'm saying? And I'm <laughs> hey, that's like picking one of my kids. You know what I'm saying? I got two kids. I can't pick one over the other. But um, it's moments too for me. Like you know, when I did "Don't Take Your Love Away," I I was actually thinking about Kobe Bryant and the situation he was going through in Denver with his his wife. 
And I was like, yo, this is, you know, how strange is it that you, he had to be on national TV begging his wife to stay with him in front of everybody? That You know what I'm saying? And I started writing from that. So I said, after the hoping and the praying and the wishing, girl, you're right here in my face. I've never been the one to bind my tongue, no, but I have not one word to say. You know what I'm saying? So I was just saying that this guy had never humbled himself, mm-hmm. but now he have to. You feel me? So, you know, and then you talk about the song you fell in love with. I can read your mind, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. I wrote that. And I was in the I was in a nightclub shooting pool, and the <laughs> girl walked past me, and she was she was looking at me like she wanted to eat me alive. <laughs> right. And I was you know I was just vibing. I was like, I can read your mind. My manager was like, What are you singing? I said, I don't know. Be quiet. And <laughs> I, I just vibe like that, you know. Right. Right. You um you mentioned uh. Kobe Bryant, you you must have done your research. You know I'm a sports guy. Uh, you were on Magic Johnson music. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Real big. What was that experience like? Oh, it was a beautiful thing, actually. You know, I, I got to see, you know, before I got into the music game, I see how I got to see how 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 he did it big. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he would hold these events, he would show me, you know, how to uh, um, um, to win out here when it came to marketing and how to, you know, um, and be a be an entrepreneur. So, I, you know, I got a lot from Magic, man. It was a beautiful, you know, uh, time that I had with him. Um, but he was always moving. So, you know, it's hard to, like, sit down and really talk to Irv like that. But, um, you know, I appreciate him for giving me the catapult, and uh, I'm here, and I'm loving it, you know? First of all, I know I know you must be somebody because you call him Irv. Everybody calls him Magic, Magic oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Johnson. Um, tell me a story about Magic. Well, it's crazy because uh, you know when I when I because I'm a huge I'm a huge sports fan, so I was like at my end. I, I didn't know how to react. You know when I went to LA, and he uh, and, and it was I remember walking to the office. And he had this big door. And then he had, right before you went in the office, it was him and Bird, like, in a heated battle on the wall. So it's like, wow, I'm looking at, like, real action right here. Before I go into this man, talk to this man. So I had to get the groupie up out of me first. You know what I'm saying? So I stood there for a minute and just, you know, and took that in. And then I went in and had no business. But the thing about Irv is it, he's great. Especially at that time, he was great. Um, uh, as long as the Lakers won, <laughs> yeah. If they didn't win, man, it was hard. I mean, he had the door locked. You couldn't talk to him for two, three days. So he's a true fan of the Lakers. Trust me. You being from Cleveland, you mm-hmm. watched uh, LeBron and the Cavaliers along with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love and others win a championship in 2016. Um, being from Cleveland, what did it mean to have the Cavs win that championship um, back then against well, the Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's hard. You know, it's it's hard living in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hard times. So just to see the 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 the, the whole city in an uproar and, and just straight jubilation is it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful because at that time wasn't nobody, you know, at each other and 
wasn't too much arguing going on. It was just like we did it. You know what I'm saying? You got the white and the black, you know, situation, you know, the division. So um, I think we all meshed together and came together at that time. You know, what was it like for you to see LeBron leave the first time? Oh, it was hard. It was hard, but I kind of knew it was. It's so crazy when um when he was doing the what they call it the uh, decision. Uh, I was in LA already. I was in LA and I'm sitting there and I'm I was actually working with uh, the underdogs. No, I was yeah, I was working with the underdogs, and um I was just watching on TV like he about to leave, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was like you know when everybody like he said Miami, everybody was like oh yeah yeah cool because. I wasn't in Cleveland, so they didn't care. They was like, oh, that's kind of dope. I was over there sick. Like, yo, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But that was just my personal feeling. But I felt like, yo, he did all he could for us. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? At that time, I think he had gave us nine to ten years at that time or so. Mm-hmm. But he did what he had to do. You know, he just needed the help, you know? So, shouts out to um, LBJ. When he came back and they lost to the Warriors, when I look at 2015 and uh, – saw them lose to the Warriors, uh, and, you know, you saw Kyrie hurt, and then LeBron carried them on their own. How difficult was that for you to watch them lose to the Warriors as many times as they did? It was hard, man, you know, because I know he was putting out his best, you know, and then he was, you know, was a juggernaut. You know, these cats shooting the ball from everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like he had three balls on the damn court at one time, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, how am I going to get over this? You know what I mean? So, and then, but what I love is that he said, all I want y'all to do, he told this team, all I want y'all to do is get me to a game seven. Mm-hmm. Get me to a game seven. I promise you I'm going to pull this out. You know what I'm saying? So he showed, you know, that he he had he was, had the wherewithal and the strength to fight through it all. So big ups to LBJ for that. Out of those championships that they lost to the Warriors, I think we're talking about the Cavs, do you think 2015 with a healthy Kyrie and Kevin Love was the most winnable out of the ones that they lost? Uh, it was hard, man. It's hard to say. It really is. They went down. I know Kyrie was, he was at it, but it made them, to me, it made them a better team to lose because, you know, they came back with a vengeance. So I don't know if they would have won the earlier one and, and, and still had the hunger to, you know, get, to get there, what, two, three more times, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, big ups to, to them guys because they were working hard. It worked. Tell me something. Today, uh, Kyrie Irving, or yesterday, released a, a rap track uh, on his Instagram story. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. You got to check that out. I was going to ask you your opinion on it. I'll wait till later. Um, I guess my question for you is, who, either in sports or in R&B and hip-hop today, would you, Avant, like to work with? Wow. Oh, man. Shut uh, Take your time. I've been, I've been blessed to work with a lot of people. I would say probably Chris Brown. Okay. Chris Brown or um, 21 Savage. I think they both dope. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's that's a that's a fair assessment. I feel like Chris Brown um, will forever be timeless. I look at oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I look at Usher. I think I think Chris Brown is a younger Usher. Timeless. Indeed. Indeed. Yep, I got you. Yep. And the thing about Chris is Chris has been around a long time now. Like, I mean, at the top for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, he's like breaking records just being the top guy, mm-hmm. you know, you know, for us. 
Mm-hmm. It's like you know, and, and when 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 Usher came, well, when Chris came in, that's when you know the Usher and Chris thing got tough. But at the end of the day, I don't know who's gonna come in and take Chris down. I don't know if they can. Mm-hmm. Tell me something. You kind of, it's you, you dropped an album, but it seemed like you, you dropped on this year. But it seemed like you were kind of, I don't want to say ghost, but kind of like maybe took breaks. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? Oh, it's a fair assessment because music change. See, this is what you, you got to understand. The way that music changed now, like I said, all I hear is shake that ass on the radio. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we were putting records out, we were putting meaningful records out. You got Four Minutes. You got uh, When It Hurts. You got all these songs, Making Good Love, uh, Read Your Mind, Separate, like the songs that meant something to people. You don't hear that anymore on the radio. So it was like we were almost forced to make, you know, do these breaks. And, uh, you know, but now it's like, yo, I listen to all the youngsters, like, and I brought up my man, 21 Savage. He's like, yo, Vaughn, I got to work with you, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he was like, yo, you you killed the game when you came out. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of these youngsters that love what you do. But again, you can't get into what they do. Y'all got to make things happen. Y'all got to merge together and make it happen, make something special. So is it COVID that's keeping y'all from working together? Have you started that process? When will we Yeah, get- COVID is stopping every damn thing right now. <laughs> and that's just being yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? So... But um, you know, at, at one point, you know, we're gonna meet, you know, we're gonna meet and uh and make it happen, you know. But right now, you know, I'm that's why I released this album through COVID. For people to be able to get something, you know, f- to fill those souls up, because right now it's such turbulent and, and uh so stressful right now that people need they need that. They need something that's going to either pull them closer to one another or Tear them away. And I think that album gives, which the album I'm speaking of is Can We Fall In Love, my new album. I think it gives them a dynamic of both. Avon, tell me something. Were you more influenced by gospel or R&B growing up? I want to say both. Okay. I want to say both. I want, you know, I want to also say blues, too. You know, um, my, my father used to have me listening to Johnny Taylor. Mm. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, so many great blues singers, as well as my mom had me listening to Stevie Wonder, Luther Vandross, and all the army. You know what I mean? So I got that's where I got my storytelling from, the the blues, and I got my soul part from the R and B side. So you know, trying to merge them both together. I asked Kirk Franklin this question a couple months ago. I'll, I'll take that and raise that with you. Um, I asked him about Kanye West's Sunday service. Um, he is a gospel recording artist. Um, how he was able to navigate with that, what he thought of it. You know, the Bible does say to be in this world, but not of this world. However, the message in and of itself seems to have a, a universal message with a, both a, a meshing of, of R&B as well as soul. Uh, I'll, take that, I'll take the mirror and, and, and shine it on you. How do you feel about Kanye West's Sunday service? I don't have a problem with, you know, the thing is, one thing we have to also understand, we just can't pull from the Bible what we want to pull. Because mm-hmm. they also tell us not to be judgmental. Sure. You feel what I'm saying? So I can't judge the situation because I don't know exactly what part of his the heart is coming from. Mm-hmm. No, nor does it matter to me. You know what I'm saying? I know if I pull something from it, and I think it's kind of, you know, uh, if he has something dope that I think that's, then it works for me, 
then that's cool. But my whole point is I can't be judgmental on anybody because, yo, you pull back a couple of these layers on me, bro, it get real ugly. You know what I mean? So I have to, you know, I have to keep it like that. That's real. Question. Um, you talk about today's music and it's different. People could say the era which you were performing, it was, it was, it was shake your butt and this, that, and the third. I guess my question is, who in today's genre, hip hop and R and B, is on your playlist? Wow. Um, okay, I, I said my man um, CB, Chris Brown, uh, her. Uh, I think she's dope. Um, and so, and, and my, my son, I have a 17 year old son, so I really have his playlist. I just listen to his work. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of people. I might know the song, but I don't know the artist. You know, it's, and that's the crazy thing about today, too. Like, you don't really get the publicity, but a lot of these young kids know who you are. Mm-hmm. And you download them records. And I'm like, yo, that, that cat, he making that much? Like, I, I don't even know who he is. You know what I'm saying? But that's the nature we're in right now. So, um, but it's a lot of great artists out there still doing their thing. And, um, you know, I think that all we have to do is nail down what, what this is. Like, you know, because to me, it seems like radio have, well, I won't say radio, I'm just talking the music game itself has let it happen two times. And what I'm saying by that is the you know, the other side have took our records and now they are R and B. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not not because there's some dope there's some dope cats over there. You know what I'm saying? They dope. But now it's not, you know, R and B is not a black thing anymore. And that, that has to change because R and B is soul. Right. At the end of the day. So we gotta we gotta capture that back. But to capture that you have to be saying something. It just can't be a melody. Avon, tell me something. I took it back to my college days. I told you I like Read Your Mind. The other song um, that I enjoyed uh, uh-huh. heavily was that song Karma on Lloyd Banks' soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, I'm curious to know, what was that set like with those personalities, with Lloyd Banks, uh, with Katie Auburn. She's, she's been fine since Friday after next. Yes, uh, right. Those lips. Lord, yes, all day, every day. Um, and Lloyd Be- and um, Tony Ayo as well. Yeah. What was that set like for the video? Hey, bro, it was a dynamic. You know what I mean? Hey, we had to make, make our world our worlds mesh because, you know, everybody's coming from somewhere different. You know what I mean? But we had respect for what we did. Our, our specialness, like, you know, like you said, Katie, she was more, you know, she was an actress. Them guys were rappers. I was an R&B guy. Mm-hmm. So we were pulling from each other to make something special. And it was fun, man. It really was. It was like, yo, these guys, they do it different. They do it way different than I do. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like I was a, a cat that didn't blend in. I'm from the hood, too, shit. We all from the hood, you know, so it was kind of cool. Was 50 Cent on the set? Indeed. 50 was there all the time. What was the, what's the difference between 50 then and 50 now to, in your mind? Well, I mean, you know, Shucks, he's actually still the same dude. 50 always, he always held stuff on his shoulder, you know what I mean, to keep him going. And, um, you know, and he, he also, he's, he's very, he's very, t- when I say timing, he's, he mentally, he's, he look and think of everything all the time. It's like, wow. Like, this guy is really a genius, for real. Like, he know, 
how to navigate through a lot of things. And that's what I see him doing right now. You know what I'm saying? With power and a whole nine shots out to 52 for, for all the things that he's doing. But he learned how to navigate, you know, being from the ghetto. You know, a lot of times you might not know how to get to it, but we know how mentally what it what it, what it should be. And he now he got people in the right positions to make his ideas go. So shouts out to that young brother. That's real. Uh, last question. You had the opportunity to create a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Let's say 12 tracks and you can pick 12 different artists to be featured. Okay. Past, present, hip hop, R&B, soul, gospel. Mm-hmm. Who would be those, those folks? You say how many people? 12, 12 tracks, 12 mm-hmm. people. 12 features. Oh, wow, man. Damn. I don't know if I got 12. Okay. Right, so well, five. five tracks. And five people. And five people. Okay, cool. I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. Okay. I'm going to go with um, Sam Cook. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Johnny Taylor. I'm going to go with um, who else? Let me see. In the hip hop world. I'm going to go with my man Snoop Dogg because he just, he's hilarious to me. And I'm going to go with, um, man, who else? Oh, man. Oh. I do some out the box. I go with Heavy D because I used to like the way Heavy D did his thing. You did? Yes. What you said about Snoop Dogg, I think it's profound. Did you see him doing the color commentary for that? That, that Come, on, man. Come on, I enjoyed it, man, for real. He, he put soul in it. See that's what I'm saying? That's what the world is really missing now. Everybody want to be super, super cool. But sometimes we got we to gotta reach down within what we have, and that's the soul. We're losing that part of life. Right. You really are, man. Cause you know, everybody wanna yo, I'm sitting over here, I'm doing this. No, what about precious Lord? Take my hand, leave me home, let me stand. Like, you know what I mean? That's what we are. So, you know, but um we gonna get back to that. But everybody please download the new album, stream the new album, Can We Fall in Love? Matter of fact, Scoop, whenever you can, listen to it. Get back with my people and let me know what you feel. You know, well, I already I already I already downloaded it. When we get off the phone. Hey, hey, let me know, bro. God bless you, bro. I appreciate you. I had to hit you up. You did? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. Enjoy your holidays, and we'll be talking soon. Indeed. My brother, I'll talk to you. Yep, yep. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on! My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then... Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.